Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Trading items before the end of this year. This would increase commodities trading items on the exchange to five. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. By December, Chief Executive of the Exchange, Dr. Kadul Alpha, disclosed this in an interview with Joy Business on the business edition of PM Express. We are expecting to add um, uh, rice. Uh, okay. rise to the to the list before the end of the year. Um, next year, we are focusing more on um, on um, on on the, some of the, the cash crops. Okay. Um, so we are looking at cashew, for instance, uh, palm oil, and then um, you know, we are also be uh, be looking at coffee as well. Okay. I mean, these, these are very important crops with with a you know international uh, you know appeal. international appeal, and then um, we believe that. Uh, we have to try and, and then diversify, you know, our portfolio a bit. Now, it's been some four months since Nigerian authorities closed borders to Benin. The action, according to Nigerian authorities, is aimed at protecting the local rice industry. In our business journal, Joy Business Charles IIT tracks the process so far and its impact on traders and consumers in Ghana. impact of the closure of the Nigerian-Benin border has not just been on the countries that share borders, but also countries in West Africa like Ghana. They can't go in and some, the ones that are coming in cannot go, they cannot come. So it is a, it's affecting business a lot. We took a trip to the Nigerian-Benin border. We're head of Joy News Security Desk, Gipti Andor PR, 
came to terms with how critical matters have become as traders lose millions of CDs to perished goods, grounded trucks. We've just been able to get here through about 10 police posts. There is Nigerian immigration, there is Nigerian police, there is Nigerian customs, drug law enforcement agency on the road of less than 20 minutes. Drop it, drop it, drop it. I've said yes to the police, drop it. Back home, I have engaged traders, the business community, consumers, and it's obvious. The more the border remains closed, the more businesses continue to bleed. The tracks all around me are with goods in them, but they cannot move. They're grounded for now. Why? Because their main route, which is from Ghana to Nigeria and that of Benin, has been closed down. They're just grounded, waiting for authorities of Nigeria to act in opening up the border. The world is watching. International stakeholders warning of a possible retaliation by affected economies like Ghana. Ahuna Eziakona is the regional director of UNDP Africa. There will have to be a mechanism to deal with them very quickly because the danger of leaving them to simmer and fester is they become much bigger issues. The brick grows and it's much more difficult to tackle. This has been the result so far. Chaos at some trade centers in Accra and Kumasi. We witnessed firsthand the closure of over 100 shops at Opera Square in Accra. Local traders kicking out their foreign counterparts. Foreigners should not do retailing in this local market. The traders like me has no authority to come and lock my shop. I consult my lawyer. Even though the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Guta, has distanced itself from the closures, president of the association, Dr. Joseph Obin, says these attacks have more to do with the border closures. This particular case, the push factor is the closure of the Nigerian borders. So this one is not coming from even the leadership. But even as government mounts pressure on Nigerian authorities to reopen the border, the cost to local traders and impact to Ghana's export community remains unimaginable. Others have argued that Nigeria's action poses a major threat to regional integration. If you can help us talk to the Nigerian government so that they open, so that our brothers who are struck over there can get access to the border and come back, and those here can also go. For Joy Business, Charles Aite reporting. And that's all for the Joy Business Reported One brought to you by the Joy Business team. My name is Karin Dodu. Thanks for making time. Postman, I'm at the bank. Really? But your car is in front of your house. Bro, my bank or my phone, Charlie. Oh, how? Ecobank, bro. With Ecobank Mobile app, I can do everything, anywhere, anytime. Listen, I just checked my account balance, paid Amazon school fees, and sent money to my grandma at Wale Wale. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Masa, just download the Ecobank Mobile app from the Google Play Store or the App Store or dial star 770 hash and be your own bank manager. Manager, manager. Whether to pay bills or fees, to check account statements, send money across Ghana, abroad, and more. Ecobank Mobile app has got it covered. Ecobank Mobile, making everyday people live everyday lives the Ecobank way. Ecobank, the Pan-African bank.
BBC World Service for the very best of previews to the sporting weekend. Listen to George Addo Jr. on the locker room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online. This is the locker room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr. this weekend. Top ties in domestic club football across board and continental football equally abounds. On the continental front, Ghana's black matches are up against seven of the finest in Africa and they're bid to make a return to the Olympics football tournament after 15 years. So far the preparation went well and we are going to Egypt on Monday to continue our preparation. Our first game is on Friday and we hope that um, by that time we have all our players on board so that we can I mean, have a very good side to compete. Yeah, the target is to qualify to Olympics I mean, but since there is a cap on it, we all also want to win the cup so and the players are ready i mean all of us are ready technical team playing body so we are going there to fight for mother ghana their job description is to finish in the top three places at the cup and the 23 nations cup which commences in egypt later today and coach ibrahim tanko and his boys need to navigate group a involving host egypt cameroon and mali we have a special preview on the show in England, the margins could scarcely be tighter. Two teams who have been almost completely flawless over the last 18 months clash in a six-pointer at the top of the table. And it feels more decisive than any Premier League title clash before it. Guerra in the penalty area, tries to love the goalkeeper and succeeds. Superbly taken by Aguero. Oxlade-Chamberlain who gets hard. Fernandinho shoots it Liverpool welcomed champions Manchester City to Anfield and it's a remarkable coincidence that Jürgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola should be at the height of their powers at precisely the same time. We preview a game worthy of the hype in terms of the significance if not the entertainment. There's a full preview of key English Premier League games involving Chelsea, Arsenal, Manchester United and Spurs. 
In Spain, Barcelona and Real Madrid have relatively easier attacks against Eibar and Celta Vigo. Juventus versus AC Milan headlines the Italian Serie A this weekend. The Bayern Munich Borussia Dortmund clash leads the way in the German Bundesliga. And in France, the top liner is Marseille versus Lyon. We have a complete preview ahead. Head to our Facebook page, joy slash 907, if you haven't had a look at our question of the day already. And would like to read your comments on our WhatsApp line, 0244-340-437. Or you can tweet at us at joysportsgh. We'll be in Australia to preview the Tennis Fed Welsh Group Final Cup and at the Staples Centre in Los Angeles to preview the WBO World Super Middleweight title bout between Billy Joe Saunders and Marcelo Esteban. Time to talk about what the world is talking about in the world of sports. Hello from me, George Andrew Jr., and welcome to Preview Friday. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. All right, so you get onto our Facebook page now. The question for you is... If Liverpool win all three points at Anfield on Sunday, does that just hand them the title? And we've got very interesting comments already. So Liverpool fans, Manchester City fans, uh, well, all the other set of fans who are interested a bit in this game. Well, let's find out from you on our WhatsApp line 0244340437. That game is live on the Sports Arena on Sunday. Liverpool versus Manchester City. That's a big discussion to come later, but we have to start on the African continent. And, of course, we have to talk about how teams can get to qualify for the Olympics 2020. Ghana back in there. In July, the Black Stars were in Egypt to try and win the Africa Cup of Nations. Did not work out. In November, yes, the Black Meteors are back in Egypt for an important assignment. Now, the quest to qualify for the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games begins later tonight when they face Cameroon in the Africa Under-23 Cup of Nations. Now, the Afghan Under-23 Cup of Nations as a qualifier for or to the Tokyo 2020 Games with eight teams competing for three slots. It's as simple as that. In Ghana's group, you've got, of course, Ghana. You have Egypt, Mali and Cameroon. I remember there's been no representation uh, for the Black Majors or for Ghana in that tournament. The last time we did so was in 2004 Athens. So, Coach Ibrahim Tanko will be leading his team and they'll be hoping to get the job done. Let's get into the studio right now and get to do the analysis. My colleague, Benedict Wusu has been with the team for some time now and has a lot of insights. Joins me with some more. Benedict, how are you doing this afternoon? George, I'm doing great. I yeah. hope you're good. Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm amazing, good. amazing. We're looking forward to a great discussion as well later yeah. tonight when we get into all of this. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know how to start this. The disappointment of not making the Olympics over and over and over again seems to be enough to deter any fan who wants to indulge in this particular competition. But can you give us a bit of hope? Has the preparation for the boys been any different? 
Well, it's not been any different from what we've witnessed over the years. Uh, not like that of the Black Stars, where normally they would take them out of the country to come because of how the nature of this competition is. Uh, you need players uh, from elsewhere. Yeah. You know, I'm talking They're elsewhere. Almost borrowing them illegally. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Unlike the other countries where, you know, some of them, they have their players, uh, you know, playing in their league and that they can come all the place. Yes, we do so here. But the right preparations for us will be to take the team out away from the fans, away from family, so they can really concentrate on everything that they are going to do in terms of getting into the tournament. Mm. And this team didn't have that opportunity. What the coach did after our qualification movement of Algeria was he assembled a local component that's local-based players. And you know what's been happening here on the local scene. For some time, there's not been a proper, uh, you know, league here. So competition... Of course, so it became a bit of a problem, but they still uh, went to camp. And then uh, when it got to time for us to get the foreign players, we heard stories about some of the clubs not willing to release their players because it's not a FIFA-sanctioned, you know, competition. And that these players, uh, they have to be at their various clubs. So the preparation is not entirely different from uh, what we would have wished. But of course, as Tanko and the boys have uh, been talking about and have been mentioning, they said, yes, the few days that uh, they had here in Ghana with the foreign players as well as the local components being in camp for some time. They're very hopeful and optimistic of getting something out of this. Story. Well, let's see what happens there. Of course, these boys have been speaking to us. We'll be hearing from them shortly. Benedict has been running the interviews there. He's been on the grounds and watched them train. So, Ben, we've heard a lot and read a lot about the exceptional talent in this squad. Mm. How can you convince anyone, though, that the performance against Algeria was just a tip of the iceberg of what these boys can do with regards to uh, this tournament? You know, these couple of players, uh, if you're looking at the foreign players as well as the local players, they see this as a stepping stone in getting into the Black Stars. So normally when they get uh, the chance, uh, they always want to keep everything in them. And also, they have it at the back of their minds that, you know what, it's been 15 years since we qualified for the Olympic Games. I'm talking about the uh, the uh, football, the men's football yeah, event. So, uh, most of them see that this as, uh, as a huge opportunity uh, for, for them to, you know, do something. Because if they are writing a history, it will be the likes of Yaya Boy, it will be the likes of Evans Mensah, uh, Issa Abbas, that people will be talking about that uh, after... After Asamoajan, after uh, Yusuf Chepsa, Asamoajan's brother, yeah. Bafujan, the likes of Stephen Apia and Michael Osei and all those boys, it was the likes of Yariabua that managed to qualify us for the Olympics. So at least that's a bit of motivation for them. But in terms of replicating uh, that performance against Algeria, well, I want to believe that it's a tournament and they will go in with a different strategy and all that. Uh, but with the absence of some of the key players, it, that's what, what, what I Yeah, that, that's a worry. Yeah, that's So, a, so a, which key players are we talking about? Well, Majida Shimeru. Yeah, Majida Shimeru, yeah, yes. He played a very key role uh, in the qualifiers. Uh, Isaac Chum also was in the qualifiers. Uh, players like Joseph Pintel, Osman Bukai. Mm, Remember, mm, they did the yes. Black Stars played their game uh, at their crash with them, same as that of the uh, Black Meteors. He scored some amazing goals in a game against Gabon. This guy is not making it because of the engagement at club level. You look at someone like Bernard Tepete uh, as well. The experience is there. And you would have wished to have all these players, but they are not coming. But Coach Ibrahim Tanko at least is able to uh, put the likes of Bopapa Mensah, uh, the likes of Issa Abbas who plays at the FCU Tretton and been mm. scoring week in, week out. We also have uh, Evans Mensah. You all know Evans Mensah, what he did here when he was in Ghana, now in Finland, playing some delightful football. He's also in the NDR. Yabua managed to, you know, get into the team. And one key player that we should be watching out is Kamno Usu. Of okay, course. of course. Kamno Usu, the experience from the Black 
Matthias to the Black Stars and going back to the same place and this time he's going to get the opportunity to play unlike in the Black Stars you of course expect them uh, you know to go a notch, uh, a notch higher than what uh, we did so I, I am I'm very hopeful despite as mixing these key players at least some of the boys in there that will monitor their various clubs the performance they are turning out week in week out gives me uh, hope that something possible and great can come out an interesting tournament to come where we try to solve the equation of how eight teams will become three for the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games alright let's do this now He's Bennett has spoken a lot about how the boys are pumped up hoping to get the job done we can hear from the man who plays his football in Finland Evans Mensa. he's really looking forward to a massive start tonight of course we are winning because training that we are doing right now is very good and then we are looking sharp and then it's not door training or something so it's like if you're watching our training and you're behind you can see that everybody's looking sharp so we take that training what we are doing to the game on friday we have amazing team and then i'm super super proud of my team right now because we know what we are doing and then everybody's ready everybody's focused so we are waiting for friday we can't wait to play on friday and then give ghana a smile on their faces and make them proud of course, we are winning. Well, you know what? It's one thing to speak about it. It's another thing to look through his eyes and try to determine how what he's saying really means a lot. And you felt that, Benedict, you were having yeah, an interview. Yes, of course. Him. I mean, uh, looking at these uh, players and the interactions that I had with them before they left, you, you could see that the energy is there. They, they really want to make it happen. And we always talk about us being slow starters. And one thing that, you know, will work for these couple of players as well as the coach unlike the black stars unlike other teams when we are going for major competitions the target is always is to what is to win the trophy yeah but these players and this coach you know we are not talking about winning the tournament that's right rather we are talking about making uh, olympics olympics yes exactly so it, the, the pressure is not as uh, huge as people would think because mm. if we were to go and win it will be a different thing altogether. Now you have the chance to get there, qualify out of the group, and then finish. Even when you finish as third place, you can you can, you can still make it. And that's what we are looking for. So if they should go and not win, we all don't care. We are looking at winning the trophy, uh, we, you know, getting qualification to the Olympic Games. Mm. That will be our trophy now if it should happen. Because, I mean, it's been a while since that happened. And I think that that pressure of the team is something that is really helping the coach as well as the players and the players are very energized you look at them uh, they, they want to give everything in them someone like Yaya Boa keeps telling us that it will be great for him that we, when we are talking about who qualified the team it will you be Yaya Boa and the, his, his colleagues so in terms of qualification and everything, it's something that's it's really good. on their mind and it's not about winning the trophy. Well, well Benedict, now let's have a look at how complicated the group is. That's mm. where uh, they need to get it because I think the navigation is pretty clear. Yeah. They have to qualify out of the group. Qualify out of the group, win that, your that, semi-final. Yeah, so when, when you, you, semi, when when you win your semi-final, semi-final you're, you're, through you're through to through. the Olympics. Mm. All right, so we've got the host Egypt, yeah. Mali, Cameroon. This could be tough. Very, very tough. You, you know what works for Egypt? Unlike uh, us and the other countries, for Egypt, all the players that oh. are going to play in this competition are home-based players. Hmm. So, consistently, they are camping when there, there are no matches in the league, uh, when, when there are no uh, domestic competition, be it uh, the League Cup or the, the Premier League itself. Yeah, they have no problems. They, they, they are camping. So, they know themselves very well. And also, you, you know previously with the Egyptian team where we'll have five players from Athlete, players from Zamalek all coming together is similar to this. Hmm. You have as many as four players all playing at Atli. Some are uh, in Ismailia. Yeah. Some are playing in Zamalek. So, you know, the telepathy is there. Yeah, four and players are, from one club. These, is, uh, these are players. Yeah. And, and also, 
the two centre backs playing the same team, mm. so they understand everything there. So it makes it very difficult uh, for the other teams. You know, look at Cameroon for instance. Cameroon, yes, just as us, uh, they also getting a lot of players outside, but they have someone who really understands the game. Rogue Song has played football for a very long time, and he, he he's he's the one that has played modern football. So mm. no matter when you compare coaches, you look at one that has played modern football that understands the current trend. The trend that we are all going, unlike one that you know we say played <laughs> uh, the ancient days or uh, football and uh, the, the current trend, mm. you have to learn. But he understands and he knows it. And the, the boys, if you watch their qualifiers, the results they churn out and how well they played, you could clearly see that they've bought into his idea, and it makes it very difficult. I, I'm hoping that we'll get something out of this game for Egypt. Uh, I will be very surprised if they are not able to make it out of the group. Mali, but that makes it very tight because you very very tight. That our group is a group. Yeah, of yeah. Mali, look at how Mali consistently over the years have been performing very well in the junior competition, yeah. and they, they have been our nemesis. Anytime we go for junior competitions and we meet Mali, what happens? Yeah. You are booted out at the under twenty and under seventeen level, and the progression with their teams is amazing. So when they play under seventeen, the next stage is the under twenty. From under 20, they make sure that these players are getting into the under 23 before they get to the main team. And that's exactly what they are doing. And they are coming with players that played very well at their last uh, Africa, uh, African Youth Championship. Yeah. That's the under 20. Mm. You understand? So the understanding is there as well. And that's what makes it very dangerous and tricky for us. That's my fear. Yeah, because if, if they the should turn is- up, if they should turn up, well, being, wow. I have to be objective. Yeah. If Egypt. Cameroon, Mali should really turn up in this... Uh, it will be difficult for Ghana to, to get, get out, of the, out group. of the group. Getting out of the group seems to be the thing. You're still on Joy 99.7 from the locker room. And we're just having a look, uh, massive preview to the CAF and the 23 CAF nations that's taking place in Egypt. Starts later this afternoon and the Black Mages are up against Cameroon at tonight at 8pm. That's Ghana time. Uh, so then, can we touch on the dynamics of Group B as yeah. well? Um, which two countries do you see? So Group B, emerging? we have Nigeria, Ivory Coast, South Africa, Zambia. Zambia, of course, yes, they play good football. They have a very wonderful, solid running league. But South Africa, with all their issues coming into this competition, will, uh, will uh, stabilize the team mm. a bit. But if they're able to get into their group, initially they were going with uh, 12 players because some of the class were not willing to release their players because the, P- uh, the PSL is still ongoing. But uh, the, the government, they were able to intervene. Now, mo- most of the beg them. Are, yeah. Decided- Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If this can ever be fixed by you, by by so the problem FIFA is, or whatever. The problem here is this is the third edition. Yes. For us, it's our very first time playing in the South Africa. This is their second. Nigeria is their second. I mean, so over the years, what you do is when there is a competition, you always have to go back and review and see the pros and cons. Or this competition, this uh, this how we want qualification to the Olympics to be done. Previously, it wasn't like this. Mm. We we're playing qualifiers for teams to qualify for the Olympic Games. Now we decided to put in the a tournament, a tournament form. format. Yes, Two years ago, did we get a place? How was the competition? Three years ago, was it the same? And consistently, you realize that it's become club country tussle when it gets there because they are playing their leagues. It's the reason why even Yaya Boy's team, Celta Vigo, didn't want him to come. Yeah, because they need them to play. Yeah, they need them. And they are big games this weekend. Like Celta is playing one of the big giants so in, in Spain. If Samotete was in an age range, yeah. Lask. They are playing in the Europa League. Somewhere. Yesterday they played. Yeah. You think that as a very influential member of the team, they will allow him to no. uh, come and join under 23 because he wants to qualify for Olympic Games. So I think that is what. I'll say Callum Hudson Odoi was playing for Ghana. Uh, exactly. He will not be released by Chelsea at this time. Definitely. A crucial game against Crystal Palace. Callum because he falls in the age range and there is no way they will release him to come and play your under 23. So I think what they have to do is over the years, they, since this is the third, they should look at the pros and cons, how this has helped in terms of the players' development, in terms of the tournament itself. Mm. If it's something that is not properly run, it's not something that can help. They can always tweak it. Now they are the 17 uh, qualifiers. You know how it's played now. We've mm-hmm. playing the qualifiers yeah. and it's in a tournament, tournament form. So I was asked that. So we are playing under 17 World Cup and there is no Ghana. Yeah. I told the president that you know what. So we are in a zone where there is Nigeria, there is Ivory Coast, there is Ghana, there is Burkina Faso, and these are the teams that ordinarily if they are playing against the other African countries, they will always will make. Uh, the tournament, the tournament yeah. you understand. So now you are limited to get these powerhouses there. And then when you go, our teams will be booted out. <laughs> so I think that they just have to take a second look at it since it's the third play uh, country, uh, you know, club mm. tussle mm. is something that they should look at. They should also look at the tournament itself. Two years ago, it wasn't that big. Sorry, four years ago, it wasn't that big. How many people? And up to now, people, people does not, don't, don't even don't know. Hear. People don't even know that there is a, a, a Nations Cup that under involves under 23 because they all, the Nations Cup that we all know is the AFCON. The, the Nations Cup that we all know is the African Youth Championship. The mm. one that we all know is the African Junior Championship. But how well are they marketing the CAF under 23 Nations Cup that Big people one. buy into it? So I think that is something they have to take a look at. Is weighing the countries down in terms of getting the players also. And one other thing. Now, when clubs are signing players, players that they sign are mostly uh, between 20 24 yeah 2024 so most of your players that you want are players that have gotten new recently contracts, been signed that have renewed contracts at their clubs and this is a very crucial stage 
in the respective the leagues. Yeah. I think the clubs will release them. Well, it's a big one. Yeah, and and calf, calf really would have to look mm. at that, and I'm sure. But, but uh, overall, talking about the teams that. So, so give me your two that will qualify. You think will qualify to the semi-finals from that? Well, Nigeria, uh, they also have a lot of foreign players coming through. Uh, Ivory Coast, uh, same. South Africa, yes, I've talked about their situation. Uh, I think that Nigeria, Ivory Coast are favorite for me. If South Africa, if they're able to uh, overcome the initial trauma of not getting all the players uh, to the place, but now, yes, some have joined. Uh, they, they, they will be a force to reckon with. Mm. If not, uh, Nigeria, Ivory Coast for me in, in Group A, uh, in Group B, and for Group A, I mean, since I'm a Ghanaian, I want Ghana to go through and possibly maybe uh, uh, well, Egypt, yeah, possibly oh, oh. Egypt, and then come home money. Should go. Well, Benedict, you have to predict what happens in tonight's game before that, though. Here's the head coach of the team, Ibrahim Tanko. So far, the preparation went well, and we are going to Egypt on Monday to continue our preparation. We, our first game is on Friday, and we hope that um, by that time we have all our players on board so that we can, I mean, have a very good side to compete. Yeah, the target is to qualify to Olympics. I mean, but since there's a cap on it, we also want to win the cup. So, and the players are ready. I mean, all of us are ready. Technical team, playing body. So we are going there to fight for Mother Ghana. I mean, they have to remember us in their prayers. We are going to do the job on the pitch. They can only help us in their prayers. And we play with them that they should remember us and support us. A lot of prayers. <laughs> We've got the hashtag. <laughs> Daniels are looking forward yeah. to something. <laughs> Should be tight. Yes. So, yeah, tonight, mm. game at 8 p.m., George, uh, difficult to predict. Uh, we have to measure our expectations, and of course, uh, I would want the team to win. But uh, based on everything that we've seen, our training, uh, watching the Cameroonians in the qualifiers, and all the things that they've been doing proud to this competition, if you're able to get a draw, we should be very okay and look forward to the other games, and hopefully, we can make it. If we get a win, that would be great for me. I'm measuring my expectation. I don't want to go in with high hopes that, mm. yes. By all means, we are going to win. Yes, it's football. I mean, you can do all the nice analysis and look at how good they are on paper and we'll turn up and play some good football and win. But a draw for me will be okay for us. Thank you very much, Benedict. We'll be keeping taps on what happens in that tournament. Of course, the opening game will be up with the host nation. And then after that, Ghana will take to the field and play against Cameroon. You're still on the locker room. Enjoy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. Our question on our Facebook page, let's hear from you. You can also send us your message on the WhatsApp line. If Liverpool are able to grab all three points, does that really hand them the title? Would it be very difficult from that stage for Manchester City to fight back? It will be nine points if you're doing the calculation like I'm doing. So let's hear from you uh, there as well on our WhatsApp line. Before all of that talk, though, we have to head straight into the Joy Sports BBC two-way series. Bennett, I mean, John Bennett was there. Bennett is in the studio. John Bennett was on hand to give us a lot in terms of perspectives ahead of this weekend. For your time this weekend and the early days, 
problematic VAR decisions in the English Premier League are genuinely becoming a concern amongst fans. The height of the chaos was the decision to overturn Song Hyu Ming's red card after it had been extensively reviewed in the game by you know, a number of cameras. What's the latest on moves by the Premier League to make VAR better? Yeah, we're told there have been various meetings, but not much appears to be changing. I mean, I mean every week you'll notice something new. Decisions are starting to be overturned, aren't they? A few decisions we've seen in the last few weeks. I think the turning point was that awful decision not to give Watford a penalty during the game against Tottenham Hotspur, when 99% of football fans could see it was a penalty, but apparently the VAR referee didn't want to overturn the decision. So I think that could be a turning point. The big thing for me, which I expected to see last weekend, actually, and we didn't see that, was referees going over to the sideline to watch the screen themselves. We see that in the Champions League all the time, and it works. Yes, it might take an extra 30 seconds, but the referee on the pitch needs to be refereeing the game, not the guy sitting hundreds of miles away watching it on a screen. So that is the big change I want to see, and I think at some point we will see it this season. And now we've got an international break coming up, I think that will be a chance to review things, perhaps, for the referees. Uh, Mike Riley is uh, going to be doing a few media interviews, I think, the head of, of refereeing. So possibly we'll get more on that in the next few days. John, let's talk games to come this weekend. Of course, there's Liverpool-Manchester City talk to come shortly. But let's talk at Arsenal now, who have a new captain in Per America, Aubameyang. Interesting game. They have against Leicester City to come. But... What are the prospects of the new man and should we expect a change in the performances of the Gunners? Well, I think they're in a bad place, Arsenal, at the moment. Behind the scenes, I think, actually, long-term, things are pretty good. You think about the young players they've got coming through, Martinelli. You think about changes they've made behind the scenes in terms of directors of football and head of academies with Per Mertesacker involved, Edu involved, some very intelligent former players. But Unai Emery, for me, is a problem. I don't think he's doing a very good job at the moment at the Emirates Stadium. I can't understand some of his team selections. I don't know what type of football he wants to play. I can't see an identity in the team. And I think he has lost most of the fans. I think most of the fans have lost faith in Unai Emery. It's a huge weekend for him against Leicester City. If they were to be heavily beaten by Leicester, who are in great form at the moment, another brilliant win last weekend against Crystal Palace, then Unai Emery would be in a spot of bother I think as for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang I think that's a, a really good call to make him the captain I think he'll relish that responsibility I think he'll enjoy wearing the armband and I don't think it will affect his great goal scoring performances so John is advantage Liverpool at the moment of the EPL but champions Manchester City have the opportunity to claw back Sam Howe let's focus then on City who have some serious injury concerns will that be a serious factor in deciding who wins the game yeah, I think it could be. I mean, the goalkeeper Edison is coming into the game with an injury, isn't he? Uh, we've seen as well that Rodri is out, Laporte is out long term. So injuries could have a, a bearing. I know they've got a big squad, Manchester City, but imagine taking away three or four key players from the Liverpool team uh, and that would have a serious effect on the game. So I think, you know, the other way around as well, it has a serious effect on the game. It's only November, but it's got massive implications this game, hasn't it, on the on the title race? It, it really has, and I, I think the injuries will have a big impact on this match. Where will this game then be won or lost at Anfield, and how will this impact the English Premier League title race this season? Well, I, I think that we have to see that Liverpool's best weapon, of course, is their 
front three. Mohamed Salah hasn't been in great form. Can he rise to the occasion? He hasn't looked himself, Mohamed Salah. Sadio Mane, will he be affected by what Pep Guardiola said about him diving, which I think was a bit harsh from Pep Guardiola. I think Pep Guardiola wasn't trying to get in Sadio Mane's head. I think he was trying to get into the head of the referee. So will that have an impact? Roberto Firmino as well as a key player. And we know that a lot of the good football from Liverpool starts with the fullbacks, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson. If they have a good game, Liverpool will have a good game. And of course, there's a great battle between Aguero and, and Van Dijk. Can Aguero get the better of Virgil van Dijk? I, I think it's a brilliant game. And yeah, the implications are huge for the title race because if Liverpool win, they will go nine points clear. And I know it's only November, but that is a lot of points to claw back. I, I know Manchester City made, did make a comeback last season, but nine points is a huge margin. When you think about the fact that Man City haven't been at their best this season, they've, they've dropped points. They almost dropped points last weekend against Southampton, which would have been a big shock. So to have a nine-point lead at this stage would be huge for Liverpool. Finally, John, they're equally good games to look out for. With Chelsea facing Crystal Palace, Manchester United up against Brighton, Tottenham Hotspur facing Sheffield. Which key stories would you be following then? Well, it's the last round of matches, isn't it, before the international break? So I always think about managers under pressure. We talked about Unai Emery at Arsenal needing a win to go into the international break. What about Manuel Pellegrini at West Ham? They've lost three of their last four matches. They go to Burnley, very difficult place to play. Burnley were well beaten at the weekend. There'll be a response from Burnley this weekend. And Marco Silva's Everton, they've got the chance to, to win a Premier League away match for the first time this season when they take on Southampton. If, if Everton lost to Southampton, then again, Marco Silva would be under huge pressure. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer needs uh, to follow up that excellent win in the Europa League with a win at home to Brighton. There's a real feel-good factor around Chelsea. They take on Crystal Palace, and I, I, I'm really impressed by Frank Lampard, the job he's doing at the moment at Chelsea. And Tottenham, up and down, aren't they still this season? Very good win in the, in the Champions League in midweek. They take on the surprise team of the season so far, Sheffield United, who have really caused problems in the Premier League this season. They've been excellent, so I think that, for me, would be one of the games to watch this weekend. BBC John Bennett there in the Joy Sports BBC two-way series. Now let's find out uh, the key games to look forward to because there are big games, big games this weekend everywhere. Here's Joy Sports Moses Yaboa. Real Madrid co-lead La Liga alongside Real Sociedad and main rivals Barcelona heading into match day 13. But with those sides facing soft-looking home games against Leganes and Celta Vigo respectively, Los Blancos will likely need to bag all three points against Eba to keep level pegging at the top of the table. Atletico Madrid hosts Espanyol. In the German Bundesliga, Bayern Munich are set to host Borussia Dortmund this Saturday for the Bundesliga's first installment of the Clasica this season. Both of these giants will hope to take three points from Saturday's game as they chase league leaders Borussia Mönchengladbach. Free-scoring RB Leipzig will aim to build on last weekend's dominant 8-0 victory over Mainz as they take on Hertha Berlin this Saturday. Munchen Gladbach, who's Veda Bremen. In Italy, AC Milan may be languishing down in 10th in the table, but that doesn't make their trip to Serie A leaders Juventus any less mouth-watering. Sarri could be without two of his big centre-backs in Matthias Delict and Giorgio Chiellini through injury. Napoli go in search of their first Serie A win in four matches when they battle out with Genoa and Serie A title challenges Inter, whose surprise package Verona. 
two teams who both enjoyed the sweet taste of an opening day victory face each other this weekend in Ligue 1 as Ren hosts Paris Saint-Germain on Sunday evening. And in the English Premier League, Chelsea look to extend their Premier League winning streak when they face Crystal Palace at the Kim Park Stadium. Inform Leicester City take on beleaguered Arsenal. Spurs Sheffield United and Anfield is the venue on Sunday afternoon as the Premier League's top two sides, Liverpool and Man City, meet for the first time this season. And we've got you covered with live commentary on Sunday on Joy 99.7 FM. Your messages are coming in right now. We're asking you the question, well, if Liverpool get the win over Manchester City at Anfield, is that a done deal? Bill Lashon will be joining me as well as Rico Ampofo uh, for that little debate. But look, I've got Mankate Matthew from Prang Pru West. Wow. And he says the Sunday match between Liverpool and Manchester City is a decider of the league. I tell you, it will be a done deal for Liverpool when they win on Sunday. It will be difficult, but I think Liverpool carry the day. Good luck to the Black Mitchells in the under-23 AFCON in Egypt. More of your messages. Yakubu Osman says no. But my drive them on uh, to put pressure on City to suddenly almost win all their matches. Um, Samuel Dolce Wammer says 3-1 Liverpool winning. And he has the hashtag, you never walk alone. Daniel Kofia Martin, my very good Liverpool friend. I didn't expect you to predict any less. He says it's a win for Liverpool. Jonathan Ofosu says not Manchester City will definitely win the title. So no way. Whatever happens there, you feel that Manchester City will win the title. Uh, John Affel Simpson says, and Gerard slipped. Leicester has won the league again. Well, they're looking very good. I'm not too sure if it's good enough to win the league. Now time to get into that discussion. Liverpool versus Manchester City is a top-of-the-table clash. Absolute blockbuster. What would it tell us about the future, though? Turns Martina, puts him on his backside, goes for the curler! Mo Salah with something very special to break the deadlock at Anfield! Silver turns, threads the ball through, what a ball! Sane's in here, Sane for Manchester City, pulls it back towards Aguero, Aguero scores! Salah blocked by Fredericks, Robertson in, Milner at the back post, and into the back of the net from Sadio Mane! Cross from Bernardo Silva... David Silva wins it! David Silva with a winning goal, baby! With three minutes remaining! Gomez, Van Dijk, out towards Firmino, right corner of the penalty area, into the box, Firmino still going, can he get his shot away? Oh, he can, you know! Oh, yes, he can! Firmino with a dramatic winner for Liverpool! It's stoppage time! Alright, to win or to lose? <laughs> to die or to be giving life? Liverpool versus Manchester City. Rekwon Poffer, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm fantastic, George. It's good to have Rekwon in studio. Billy Sean, how are you doing as well? I'm doing great, George. Okay, guys, so we just go through it. Billy Sean says that, well, if Liverpool get all three points, nine points between the two, never mind. They'll still not win the league. And uh, Rekwon Poffer is insisting that, look, if that happens, Manchester City will have a long way to go and trying to claw back or maybe they just can't even do it so let me start with you Bill um, you still think I mean to explain to us why you think uh, Liverpool <laughs> even if they win this cannot win the season's Premier League well before I start I would have to give a thumbs up to Liverpool for their form so far 10 wins that's a sarcastic thumbs up <laughs> I don't know if Liverpool fans are going to be take that <laughs> 10 wins 1 draw it's not a small it's not a small feat at all but anyways they have a long way to go to match Arsenal's uh, record in 2004 and yes uh, I'll give them another thumbs up because they are uh, they have the advantage, a very big advantage when it comes to facing Manchester City. I don't feel the last time Manchester City actually won 
on that crown was in 2003, May 2003. That has been a very long time. 16 games over there without a win. So that is an advantage for them. But I am saying that they are not going to win that league. Even if they get three points. Before, because last season, when you look at them last season, they had a 10-point gap. If they win this month, they'll have a 9-point gap. gap. Last season, they had a 10-point gap. At the middle of the season, around December, it was 10 points. And yesterday, they found a very... I don't understand how... I don't get how they found a way to allow City to claw back bit by bit by bit until the end of the season where City won by just a point. They were fantastic, of course. But I think they still do not have, you know... They still do not what, have what it that. takes to go all the way through. Yeah, well, irrespective of the differences in what happened last season and this season. Yeah, I mean, the circumstances are different, aren't they? Irrespective of that. <laughs> Bill and Sean, we'll be giving you the opportunity to call us and tell us what you think. But now, uh, time to hand over the airwaves to Riku Ampofo. Riku Ampofo, yeah, tell me, you feel that if uh, City lose this, that's it? I, th- I think that if should change to probably a win, and that's because of the breaking news just coming in that Edison would be missing that match at Anfield. And, uh, Jürgen Klopp emphasized how important uh, Edison is to this Manchester team. He is uh, very key to how they set up and how they play as a team. So I think that that would be a big loss for uh, Pep Guardiola. But the reason why I think that if Liverpool do win on Sunday, they would be crowned uh, champions. It may seem a bit premature, but I'm just taking a cue from what Jürgen Klopp has done with this Liverpool side. I remember that in 2018, they did come so close to winning the Champions League. Now, in any normal circumstance, that would leave a team, you know, break, breaking down and you know, losing their morale. But this rather uh, motivated them to move on and fight stronger and come back a year later and take a step better and actually win the Champions League. That should inform you about the mentality of this Liverpool side. They do believe that they can be champions. and uh, They've been building this mentality for some time now. Yes, I, I, mean, I think that it's, it's something that's been cooking uh, from Jürgen Klopp. Yeah. So I think that they came close one point last year and there would be no stopping them. If You can clearly see from how they played their games this season. They are set up like a team that are not willing to lose. They are not willing to drop any points and that's what you need to be champions and I think that they would learn from their mistakes last season. They had a couple of, you know, games where they, they went blunt and uh, draw some, ended up drawing some matches that they should have won last year but I think that the pendulum is in their hands. They do have the momentum and most importantly, Manchester City are not the team that they were last season. They've lost a lot of key personnel. Laporte out uh, till, what, the next six months. Leroy Sané out for five months and now Edison out. So luck hasn't been on Pep Guardiola's side. I think that eventually what would happen is that he would choose the Champions League and let the league go because I think that if he loses on Sunday he might as well manage his small squad to focus on the Champions League where he really needs to win. So I think that would be a Liverpool and they mm. would be crown champions if things do stay the same and they manage to blow out Man City on Sunday. I'm activating the phone lines in three minutes. Already I can see you guys are taking sides. Hello to you, Jerry Nyaku. He says, hello, Joy Sports. I guess the guy in the studio saying Liverpool can't win because of last season. It's not being honest and factual. Last season, City had two pending games unlike this season. We have played under or we have played the same number of games. Jerry coming in that to pepper it a bit and try and send this debate to the next level. Uh, it brings me back to you then to try and top up what you've said already. Yeah. Agree with Jerry? Disagree with Jerry there? Well, even though that he hasn't also considered the fact that Liverpool and City have only played uh, 10 games yeah. in the Premier League. That is, that is, that is, that is 
still early days yet. Mm. We have 38 games in total. That leaves 28 solid games more to play. Liverpool. He's talking about the psychological pressure of knowing that someone has played two games more. That. Yeah, but 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 this is this is still early days yet. Yeah. And even if Liverpool win this match, they okay. They will still have they have the advantage. Yeah. Right. But there is they will still think there's there's still time to make up to try and get every. Three points from every game. They have to take it one game at a time. Now there will be opponents that will stop them, no matter what. I don't think they can go all the way on beating. They are not Arsenal. Mm. They are not ah. Arsene Wenger, <laughs> 2004 side. No, they are not. They have a quality team, no doubt about it. But he, but I don't think they can go that far all the way, win all their games, or maintain an unbeaten run because there are some teams. Some teams you wouldn't expect. Who would stop you? Manchester City. No one expected that Crystal Palace would stop them last season when they were on the road. So you can't. So the losses are going to come. They're going to come. They're then they don't come yet. Well, they activate my phone line. Zero three zero two. Yes. Wait. We, we on. Zero three zero two two one six five four one. We'll get you in finding out where you are. But of course, Rick Wampo quickly because I know there's someone on the line. But hold on, Rick Wampo needs to top this up. Aren't you a bit worried that Liverpool are struggling to win games too early in the season? No, I, I, I think it's, it's something that's bound to happen. And if you put this into context, you look at this Liverpool side. Technically, majority of their players did not have a preseason. You look at the likes of Sadio Mane, Firmino, and Salah. All they all had international duties over the summer break. Mm. So you can take it as if the first two months was their preseason and they are now easing into the season. And even with that, they could possibly go nine points. I think that is scary because mm. Mohamed Salah, Mane and Femini haven't played their best football yet. And obviously they're gonna get better because they've played together, they know each other. So I think that the sky yeah, is only going to the get limit better. and you know so they've when they, they've when had, they, when they like, start burning out they brother, be, yeah, no, I hope they get better. They're not, they're, they're not, they're not going to... You see, this is where you get it wrong. Liverpool are not going to burn out because judging from how Jürgen Klopp has approached other competitions, he's not even going to venture. He's not going to keep uh, Mane, Firmino in okay. the Carabao Cup, FA Cup. And he has a choice of not winning the Champions League. He doesn't have to win it like Pep Guardiola. Mm. So Liverpool, with their advantage going into the Premier League can decide to focus all your attention on that and with your squad I think they should be able to win this Guys, stay with me let's get on to the phone lines now hello good afternoon your name and where you're calling from good afternoon this is George from Sacramento George great to hear you what's happening on Sunday who's winning the league oh straightforward it's Liverpool no matter how scrappy they play they are winning the match you're sure about that yeah Liverpool's no I mean Man City's no Aston Villa or no you see no matter how they struggle they fall before the stroke of time, they win. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic squad. They're attacking life. Oh boy. And and, yeah. and your winning means that you're going to win the league too, right? Oh, I'm a national fan. We are struggling, seriously. They may have to go. Okay, you have you have a new captain. Hopefully you have a new coach oh, at yeah. the end of the Uber, year. Uba, Uba, Uba. Uba. Okay. Arsenal fan there for you. We'll get into the Arsenal thing later. We've got our call on the line. Hello, good afternoon. Where you're calling us from? Hello? Hello, Jed. Kweku, you see me, you go, Jed. Yeah, Kweku, what's up? How are you doing? I'm uh, very good, Jed. Hope you are good. Too. I'm fine. What's happening on uh, Sunday in our commentary game between Liverpool and Manchester City? Jed, I hope um, Liverpool win. Okay, it's been 30 good years. At least, let's wait for nobody. Liverpool. Nobody really cares about 30 years, no me, right? No, it's bad, Jed. Some clubs will never win Liverpool the Premier League. <laughs> Liverpool should win this time around, and okay. they will go on to win the, the Premier League. And let me read the message very well. Yeah, I, I read very well. So they deliver at one of the tickets to Japan uh, next year. 2020. We are pleading with them. All right. Go all out. 
Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Good work. I can do two more calls. I have another call on the line. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes, sir. Your name is where you're calling from, man. I'm Yaro, calling from Minkoko. Yaro, let's hear from you. Who's winning on Sunday? Oh, definitely. My bet, my everything is back or forth. Man City. Man City. Yeah, because I'm a diehard of Fort United. I don't want Liverpool to win. Since the era of UPL in terms of Fort, Premiership. Yeah. We are going to write each and every player named Georgia, Virginia, Uso, Michael, whatever it is. Uh-huh. We're not going to allow Liverpool to have, At all. have the bit of what? The trophy. Since we united, we said the place for us to follow. My players are thought my city will carry on the day. All right. All right. Thank you very much. I, I do my final caller, uh, if I have got my final caller. 0302 216 We're stepping out of the studios. I think Alex Ferguson foretold uh, we're going to be knocking Liverpool off their pitch. But there's a, a massive realization. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. That you know, Liverpool are just within getting back that pitch or getting on the pitch. Uh, guys, let me just wrap it up here in the studio with you. Then, I guess, going to do with some predictions, Bill. Uh, I think it's, it's <laughs> great. It's as I said, as it's I said, it's, it's, it's an advantage for Liverpool, it's always difficult. For this, is such a game, it's difficult. <laughs> well, for, for, for this one, I think it's an advantage. Are, are you winning against Leicester? You and that's not fun. That's another one. I don't think I should answer that. No, Leicester good enough to go in that. I will come up with a, it's a fantastic weekend. Uh, what are you expecting out there? I think Chelsea I think, beat Crystal Palace, of course. And uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I cannot comment on Lampard <laughs> <laughs> playing, playing at home, uh, but what I do know is that. Liverpool, you know, they do they do tend to be a strong side at home. Uh, Man City would be without Laporte and Edison, and so defensively, I think that they would be a bit vulnerable. And uh, Man City would capitalize. Uh, Liverpool would capitalize on that. So mm. I, I expect Liverpool to uh, win this game and uh, probably go on to win their league because it definitely is theirs to lose this year. Thank you very much, Rick Wampoffel. Thank you very much, Bill Shen, for joining me on the show. Uh, it's a good time to bow out now. Just to remind you, guys, uh, we're back later this evening with First Take. We'll ease out, talk about what we must talk about. There have been some changes shortly. We know for the Black Stars, Harrison Afo is out. And yes, there's a Hearts of Oak defender who has gotten into it. All right. Yes, just to confirm that for you. Let me pull that up. Yes, Hearts right back. Fatal Mohammed has taken his place. There's more analysis to come on that. My name is George Ada Jr. Till we meet next week, always be good. And remember, we have commentary for you on Sunday between Liverpool and Manchester City. Thanks for listening to The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. The podcast will be available online at myjoyonline.com in 30 minutes. This production was powered by Joy Sports and supported by the BBC World Service.
you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 